Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have with me Doreen Downing. Doreen, first of all, uh, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Oh, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you, Tom. Doreen, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Yes, actually, I've been a psychologist for over 40 years. And about 10 years ago, I wrote a book. And that's when I started focusing on helping people overcome the fear of speaking. So that's interesting uh, because I was talking with someone uh, yesterday, and although I consider myself an introvert, um, I find it easier to speak in public than I do to meet someone. So uh, I I don't know if it's the distance. I don't know if it's uh, what it is, but I find it much easier to, um, to speak to 300 than to meet three people. Um, so do you help people with that as well? Absolutely. I think what you're talking about is a more exposure. And when you're close up to somebody, it feels like it, it increases the vulnerability, um, you know, that there's in a large group, you're, it sounds like you're able to, which a lot of people aren't able to remove yourself and just stand and be who you are. But when it's when you're close up to people, maybe it feels like, oh, they can see more of you. Is that true? Would you say? You know, I don't know, because I've really never been able to figure it out. So, uh-huh. yeah, so well, that's, that's actually what I help people do, whether it's fear of speaking in front of a group or fear speaking in front of just one person. And it really is, you know, the work we're talking about today is influence. And that's what the whole, how could, how do you influence unless it's through speaking? So um, one of the things that uh, uh, at least uh, on your website, you talk about helping people find their voice. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how uh, you help them to find their voice? Yes, uh, I do. And that's that's my, I think that's what makes me different than most speaking coaches, since I'm not interested so much in helping people make a speech. And I think that the whole fear of speaking in front of others is not about speaking. It's about being, being comfortable with who you are, but you have to discover that. You have to go on an inner journey, and that's what I do with people is help guide them on this inner journey to go through the blocks, face the fear, and ultimately discover some of the true strengths that are inside, and that's why I call it essential speaking, because it's about the essence of who you are. So how do you, do you help someone through a guided journey? Do you give them exercises? Do you have a process? Could you describe how you work with your clients? First, it's listening. <laughs> First, we have, that's, that's my expertise is creating a safe place, a safe space for people to say, okay, I'm going to go face some things I've never wanted to face in my life, which is fear. You know, I've carried this fear of speaking with me for 
quite a long time or maybe I've had a traumatic event. So that's what I do first is create a, a safe environment where they feel like, oh, parts of me can finally be expressed. And yes, I do have uh, guided visualizations that I do that help people see the different parts of themselves, like the critical part, oh, I'm going to fail or I'm no good or I'm, I can't say it in a way that other people can say it. And um, then finally, in let's say in one of the visualizations I have, helping people reach, you know, I keep talking about this core inner strength, helping them reach their true voice. And I think that most of our society in school, we don't really teach people how to find their authentic voice. We teach people how to get A's, good grades. <laughs> do you uh, do you work with beginners? Do you work with people who've been sort of NSA or other speaking uh, organizations for some time? Do you work with corporations? Who do you work with? I work, actually, I've been working with individuals, and they self-identify as people who have suffered from the speaking anxiety, stage fright. I've been working with somebody who's a VP of sales who has to give a report every Friday and has finally faced up to the fact that he spent hours before he has to give a 10-minute report. So that's one person. Uh, another person is a meditation teacher. The only time she feels safe is when people are closing their eyes, meditating. <laughs> but as soon as they open their eyes, she's got anxiety. So that's the whole range. I do work mostly with individuals, although I have worked with corporations, you know, individuals like a group of people in a certain setting. Could you tell us a little bit about your more about your book, Essential Speaking, the Seven Step Guide to Finding Your Real Voice? What what led you to write this book? Well, that's actually a funny story. I've been teaching how to overcome your fear of speaking at a local uh, university, and one day I opened the catalog, and there was a course, Seven Steps to Finding Your Voice, and I went, Oh my gosh, somebody else is is working in the same field as I am. I don't know this teacher. And then I looked at it and it was my name. The, the department who handles marketing had changed the title of my course. So I went, oh, seven steps. Hmm, I can make up seven steps. And what's exciting for me at the time was that I got to start with, and I still do, that's what my book is about, starting with silence. So here people are coming to get over their fear of speaking. And the first step, and I call it a secret sometimes, is stillness. Learning how to quiet yourself, your body, your mind. And I think that that's the foundation of being able to speak without fear. The, um, I do uh, a lot of leadership podcasts and training. Mm -hmm. and. In my research leading up to me moving into this area, probably the single most important skill for a leader is listening. And so I was absolutely fascinated to hear you. You've incorporated that as your number one skill for individual leadership, if I can use that phrase. Yes, yes. 
and how that relates to speaking. And that's actually one of the steps I have. It starts with stillness, then go to presence, and then softening the eyes. And then the fourth step I have is listening. And this is sometimes the hardest one for people who are working on, let's say, speaking to understand. Have to be able to be the biggest listener in the room. And just because people are in front of you, it doesn't mean they're listening. So the, the training I provide is how to listen to a group of people who are listening to you when your task is to be speaking, right? And you do that actually one person at a time so that it becomes conversational, right? Because that's what we do in conversations. We're listening and speaking at the same time. So that idea of noticing the listening and then when the audience member feels like, oh, somebody's paying attention to me, it kind of, it helps the listener to, I think, pay more attention to the person who's speaking. Um, Do you help uh, or work with other women or do you do any sort of mentorship programs uh, to help either other women in business or other women in your profession as well? Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Uh, Could you tell most, us a little bit about that? Yeah, mostly uh, I was asked by, uh, let's say, a group of people who are at, at Comcast, of all things. I did a virtual seminar, and that's what I've been doing, obviously, most recently is virtual trainings. Um, their topic for the year was uh, fearless, being fearless. So, of course my seven steps to fearless speaking was right up their alley and several of them reached out afterwards for sure so that uh, women in business is one of the biggest challenges for them to feel like they have a voice they have opinions (laughs) and uh, how to speak in such a way that others listen and then that goes back to being able to not just speak at but being able to learn how to listen to people as you speak with them. So I'm in Houston and I grew up professionally in the energy industry and I'm a little bit older than you. And so the women who uh, attained professional success in, in my field in energy tended to be, um, they had to be better than the boys. They had to be smarter, they had to be tougher and they had to be better leaders and I've often wondered, and and I admired those women because they had all of those cat, all those traits. But has that really uh, hurt women in terms of finding their own voice, or have things changed enough where you can coach women uh, in a way where they don't have to beat the boys at being the boys? I think that's a great, uh, you know, what you're talking about is well. So how do people be who they really are? It's not about a role that they're playing. And I think that our society is coming around to valuing authenticity, valuing the strength inside that is real strength, not just muscled up, whether it's a a person, a, a woman or a man, but the strength is from a deep core inside. And you're reminding me of somebody I'm working with who's an engineer, a woman in the engineering field of all things. And her problem is, how do I speak up in a way that all these men are going to listen to me? And uh, the same idea that you're saying, does she have to like look like them or speak like them? And 
you know, what she's finding out is that the more she can ground herself in stillness, be anchored, her voice comes from, you know, it's like a resonance. Her voice comes from a stronger place inside. The phrase that has come up really since the social justice movements of this summer is diversity and inclusion. And I grew up certainly during an era where diversity was accepted, not embraced, but accepted. We would hire you, but we wouldn't embrace you. And we wouldn't embrace the diverse nature to include that. And I find now that that is uh, one of the most powerful phrases that I can think of when you use the two together. It's a long-winded way for me to say words matter. And if you actually follow through with inclusion that we don't want you simply because you're a woman or you're a minority. We want you because of your diversity and what you bring to this organization. It can really help create a much more powerful organization. Yes, I, I, that's beautiful the way that you just put it. Yeah, diversity and inclusion. And that, let's say, on interviews, seeking that, let's say a company is seeking for uh, that kind of value, it's in their mission to include diversity. Uh, then when they look for somebody they're interviewing, if it seems like if a person is valuing their own diversity and not feeling ashamed or having, um, you know, like a sense of uh, I don't fit and are they going to accept me, if they feel confident about their own value. So I think it's, it's that, that sense of being valuable inside of the person and being able to communicate that not just communicate I am valuable, but it's a it's a, a knowing, let's say, a knowing inside that I am and I can offer value. You said something there that, that I wanted to follow up on, which was uh, uh, helping in the interview process. And do you help coach or do you coach around, I thought it was public speaking, but it's it, is it just, is it more than simply public speaking? It's speaking and helping uh, your clients to not only speak in an interview, but perhaps uh, if they are appointed as a board of director for the first time, to have their authentic voice at the highest levels of a company. Yes, <laughs> that's why I, I call myself a speaking coach and I help people find their voice rather than I am a public speaking coach because actually I'm not, there's so many people that help people make uh, good presentations, you know, Toastmasters is out there and other coaches who know how to do vocal variety and how to pause. And But my strength is about helping people find their voice. And when they do have that inner strength, they're connected to the truth of who they are. It feels like they can show up at a boardroom. They could show up even more. Well, I've worked with people who say they are listening to their children in a new way. So it's every single relationship. And to me, life is the stage. It's not just in front of a microphone with an audience. Uh, there was a famous book by John Le Carre called The Little Drummer Girl, and they talked about the theater of the real, uh, which is what you and I would probably call life. And yeah. I was always struck by that phrase. But once again, you're back to listening. Mm -hmm. And you're listening as a parent, uh, listening as a as a colleague, listening as a leader. How, how do you teach people to listen? 
Well, that's why the first step is stillness. Learn because so much in terms of speaking, people are afraid to go blank. And so the whole idea then is well, let's help you not be afraid of going blank. Let's help you find a grounded, still center so that when you do lose your words, because I'm not saying you're never going to lose your words and go blank and forget where you are and go off track. You've got to be able to be uh, anchor inside of yourself a stillness. And so it's a little like a muscle. You know, we go to the gym and develop a, a muscles to go out and then be able to lift suitcases or whatever in emergencies. And so this whole training to be still inside, there's all sorts of techniques, meditation, apps, um, stress reduction exercises. But I would say that's the very foundation for people being able to find how to, in the middle of uh, um, when their heart starts racing, know that, oh, I've got a new place to go to inside where I can be still and maybe be it's so present in the moment that I go, hmm, where was I now? Or, oh, I just got off track. You know, like it's so natural. But as soon as somebody is afraid of going blank and they start to lose their words, the anxiety increases. And pretty soon they're trapped in their anxiety rather than <sighs> take a breath. Oh, yeah, I'm back now. Let's see. So this next question comes from a very male perspective, but do you help people understand the difference in hearing someone and listening to them? I, I think that in conversation and in communication, there's, there's seems to be like pressure to make sure you're a good listener. And it, there's a lot of being in the head to figure out what people are saying, sometimes anticipating before you even really heard the person, uh, what you're going to say in response. To me, deep listening is different than hearing. Yeah, I heard your words, but listening comes, I think, from a deeper place inside, like your heart, that there's more room, there's an expansiveness. So one of the things I struggle with is when I do listen, uh, my mind immediately goes to what's my response and I start formulating my response without fully listening and um, either I don't listen or I uh, can't listen because I'm thinking about something else. How do you coach people to stop that sort of mental exercise from going forward and, and then respond when appropriate the time is appropriate? Yes, that comes up a lot when people talk about, you know, when you go around in a group and introduce yourself and you know that, you know, it's two people away and you haven't heard any any of the other introductions because you're busy in your mind making up what you're going to say to the group. <laughs> so it's uh, that seems to be what I hear a lot from people is that that's a difference that they've learned is that if they they learn that it's better to two things. One listen so that they can respond appropriately. And two, also it's trusting, trusting yourself that when it is your turn, you, the, vo the words, whatever it is, the response that you have will be appropriate. The, um, 
you've had your business for quite a while. So uh, one of the questions I always ask is, what are some of the obstacles or challenges you've overcome uh, for your business? In terms of business, I would say, well, for many years, I was in my office one-on-one. And that was nice and safe for me. I had my own fear of speaking. And it was only when somebody asked me to perform at a conference or actually just give a speech about my uh, method, I said, I can't, I can't, I'm afraid of speaking in public. And, and uh, that was a, a moment. He said, Dr. Hamilton, isn't fear your business? And uh, that was the beginning of me saying, okay, I got to do something here. So I would say that the first, and I, th- this is this is what, a lot of people come to me who are professionals because they've been hiding the fact that they're afraid, uh, just like I did. I was a professional and I hid that I was afraid. So I would say that my first challenge was to admit it and get help for it. And uh, that's what I did. I, I tried all sorts of things and then finally found what worked, which is what I've put together as my, my method. I would say that that would be the challenge for people who are trying to advance themselves in their own business is to be able to know themselves so that they can, um, I think that whole idea of know thyself is what's important in this, uh, in this being able to develop yourself and to speak in such a way that you are present. So we're recording this in mid-January some 10 or 11 months now into the coronavirus health crisis. And I was wondering, has your message or the delivery of your message had to change because of the coronavirus health crisis, or is your coaching uh, uh, something that you you could comfortably do online and your clients receive the same uh, quality feedback and information? Well, I think because of my steps, the seven steps that I've uh, some of which I've talked about today, uh, I still think that I've been able to quite successfully work with people online, having three-month coaching programs, individual coaching programs, as well as group coaching programs. And what's been great is because we have this virtual platform, I've been able to help people feel comfortable. And a lot of them are saying, you know, I'm glad this is happening now. Because if I were actually trying to overcome my fear and go to work meetings, it would be harder. Doing it now in this environment has, I think, helped people take that first step to overcome their fear. What about the uh, your clients in terms of the communications, speeches, talks, meetings they have to Attend now in this virtual reality or in this work from home environment, has the communication skills uh, changed any in the Zoom world, in the Slack world, or any of the other communications tools that many companies are using now? Well, I have two examples and just to help me remember that one person in the way that we've been working, you and I have talked about it today, is listening, a quieter kind of listening. Uh, rather than a kind of you know, ready-to-speak listening, you know, like a more spacious kind of listening, she received feedback from people on her Zoom call uh, that said, 
I really felt listened to by you. So I think that our energy still comes through, even, even in this platform. So that's one example that I feel like, yes. And then the other is somebody I just worked with this morning who did a sales training who said all of what I've been teaching has worked. She was still a little speedy, she felt, you know, that she needed to be able to pause and take a breath and speak from a, a inner strength rather than, oh, I've got to, I've got to tell you this and I've got to show you this. And, you know, it's kind of a higher voice rather than a deeper kind of I'm here, I know who I am, and I know what I have to say. As we move into now the, I guess, third year or second year of this decade, do you have uh, goals for yourself around uh, influence, uh, helping others, or moving your business forward? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's what I've been saying all today with you already, Tom, is about influence has to do with not just speaking. It's There's the message, but there's, we are the messenger. And that's what my work is about, is helping people be more of who they can be. So that's potential, right? So that going forward, my goal is to continue to meet with people like you who are able to get the word out that uh, inside and being authentic is where our true strength lies. It's not so much in what we say. Yes, that's important. But words are words. Uh, we are unique and we are powerful. Do you uh, work with corporations who might want to bring you in to help some of their mid-level executives, senior executives, or others uh, in their uh, ability to communicate, whether it be a speech to coworkers, whether it be a meeting uh, with several attendees, or even a one-on-one -on -one session in addition to the individuals you work with? Oh, yes, definitely. In fact, that goes along with what we were talking about with people hiding. So there are a lot of executives who have made their way up there. Yes. <laughs> Just like I made my way all the way to a PhD in psychology and a successful private practice, hiding my fear of speaking. And so that not only just, it's, it's not so like a huge fear, but just a little bit of anxiety. And I think it's important that being learning how to be present in the moment is what will be most powerful. And of course, that's called executive presence. And that's important at higher levels. So uh, unfortunately, uh, Doreen, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if any of our listeners wanted more information on yourself, on your business, your book, uh, or your services. How could they find out more? I have a website, essentialspeaking.com essentialspeaking.com. And I'm on all platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> so it's easy to find me, but essentialspeaking.com is the best place to start. Doreen, uh, thanks so much. But I wanted to say a word about uh, our sponsor, King Raj. If you're looking for help in uh, you gaining more influence, uh, he is one of the country's top uh, people to help with influence and making you become an influencer. So I'd hope you would uh, take the chance to schedule an appointment with him. Is He can be booked at www.bookingkingraj.com. We'll also have that linked on our show notes. So 
I wanted to thank you uh, very much, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you very much, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.